Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Oh my god (laughs) What the fuck was happening? CK please leave that in there That was amazing (laughs) Okay, let's do a take two. Hey there, spooksters. Welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my cool friend, Tara. Hey. Apparently, I just went through puberty. Oh, wow. Hi, spooksters. You're quite the late bloomer, Jessica. It just, like, my voice just didn't come out. It was just like, no. It was like, goodbye. <laughs> it was like, fuck you, bye. I don't live I'm here anymore. eat from your body. Good it did. It was like, fuck you. <laughs> oh really quick <laughs> hmm. oh my gosh if this is your first time welcome to the show we are not always this crazy Mm-mm. every once in a while we do something bloopery and i like that should stay in because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> it was <laughs> and if you are a try and true spookster welcome back we missed you mm-hmm. not that we went anywhere you hung out with us on thursday <laughs> but yeah so I am all over the place today because apparently I can't have a normal voice, but I'm going to do my best. We are going to be doing another patron select. Jennifer is the one who picked this, and we're going to be talking about the Hotel Sorrento in Seattle. Wow. Yay. Yes. But before we do, if you want to hang out with us on social media, our handle is at 3 Girls. That will get you to our Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook like page. If you want to hang out with us, or other spooksters on a more regular basis, you can do so by heading to Facebook, our group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. We have a lot of fun things in there, including Book of the Month Club. That's where we do all of our gift exchanges like Secret Satan or Secret Santa, which we need to come up with a better name for Secret Santa this year. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we got time. We do, because it's fucking June. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's like, what? Just have it. It's okay, guys. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Also, if you guys haven't already and you have the app TikTok, you should definitely go there and follow Tara. It's spooky underscore sleuth. She is absolutely amazing. She brings such great event. In fact, I have authorized her to steal this one because this case is particularly like, Mm -hmm. I was so excited. Jennifer, thank you so much for like asking for this. <laughs> At first, I was a little like, okay, this is just a haunted hotel. But then I was like, what? A lesbian ghost and pot brownies? <laughs> what? Yay. <laughs> Yay for this one. 
I'm super excited about it. And that it's Pride Month. So it's mm-hmm. like, it kind it's of perfect. was the perfect timing for this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a long way to say you should definitely follow Tara on TikTok. It's spooky underscore sleuth. She does amazing true crime content. She does amazing paranormal content over there. And I mean, that girl is just blowing up. Go follow her. If you want to follow me on TikTok, I barely post. It's spooky <laughs> Aunt Jessie. I literally started my TikTok account to monitor my niece and nephew who make TikToks. And then Tara was like, we should do TikToks. And every once in a while, I'm like, I have an idea. <laughs> I'll do it. And it's, it is what it is. Also, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the show notes below. There is a link tree that will take you there. And for little as a dollar, you get bonus episodes. $5 and up, get video content. We got some more fun stuff coming out really, really soon. I'm sure next month there will be extra shenanigans on Patreon from my Mm -hmm. vacation. And if you want an episode like Jennifer's episode Mm -hmm. dedicated to you, you do the $10 and up patron category and then you get to pick a topic. We do have a little, just say, we do have a little say because <laughs> for a minute there, we were getting like really wild suggestions and we're like, we got to rein this into like true crime or paranormal. Like, yeah. Because it was all the out there's. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm very excited because this year I made Pride merch. Ooh. I don't know if anyone saw, but I made Pride merch and I'm very, very excited about it. If you go to the show notes below, there is a link in the link tree that takes you to our store, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you can shop around. I try to put a lot of different items out there. Especially there's a new drinkware. Did you see? There was like a pint cup, which cracked me up because of the whole fucking mega pint thing. The mega pint of wine. And I was like, ooh, definitely check it out. We also have other merch, like our regular logo and things like that on there as well. So if you were like, how do I? How do I rep being a spookster out in public? You can do so by going to that site. But I'm very happy with what we did. There's, they're not like crazy. Like I, I was talking to someone, they're like, ooh, I'm excited to see it because your mind is crazy what they look like. They're pretty, they're pretty like could be worn anywhere is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And if I missed a representation and you want it with our name on it, just please message, want, message us somewhere and we will get that taken care of. And I would be happy to do that too. Have you, our spooksters, represented in our community? So, yes. Just let a girl know. Ooh, that cup is cool. It is, isn't it? Mm hmm. I like it. I'm going to definitely get one. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I want that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and a new travel mug? What? I know. There's so many cool things that have kind of fanny packs are now a thing on there. Girl, I'm here. It's summertime, so there's some crop tops on there. Yay. I even did the crop top sweatshirts for those of you who live in cold ass places like Tara. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. I made polos because, you know, you can represent us on a golf course. We would love that. Everything's so great. Just go. Go have a shopping spree. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, it's appropriate. Yeah. Okay, so with that, I'm going to dive in and we're going to talk about this hotel. Well, really, the hotel is the vessel in which we're going to be talking about a specific ghost. Yes. Okay. So Jennifer asked us to talk about the Hotel Toronto in Seattle, Washington. It is located in the First Hill neighborhood, and it is crafted in the Italian Oasis style. Fancy. I'm going to be really honest. This hotel was really hard to find shit about. (laughs) I was like, how many rooms does it have? And then it would just take me back because it's a functioning hotel right now. 
notes and you can stay there. Mm -hmm. It would literally like just take me back to like their page and their history page. Like, I don't want to talk shit about places because I hate that. But like, y'all, your history page is just photos. And I thought like, oh, you click on the photo and more stuff pops up. No, it just enlarges the photo. Yeah. So somebody at the hotel, please edit your history page because it might be more helpful. Gotcha. The address is 900 Madison Street in Seattle, Washington. You can stay there now. The last time I checked a couple of days ago, I think Expedia had it for like $197. Hmm. Mm -hmm. The Hotel Toronto opened in 1909, so just after the turn of the 20th century. And it was just before the Alaskan-Yukon Pacific Exposition. It was like held in Seattle. It's a big fair. The person who was like, I'm going to build this fancy ass hotel was Samuel Rosenberg. And he actually, he was like a clothing person. They call him a clother. And I was like, is that a clother? I was like, is that someone who like dresses someone? Or I don't know. (laughs) But he wasn't so good with the monies of it. That makes sense. And so it was very like financially hard for them. So Mm. it basically... And this is okay. This is like kind of the fun thing about this hotel is it has like all these like different like famous touches. So in 1910, Samuel was like, okay, I can't fucking afford this hotel. And he made a trade with someone to acquire 240 acres in the Oregon Rogue Valley. And his sons, Harry and David, turned that into a profit and made the company Harry and David, which if you don't know what that is, It's an American-based primary food and gift producer and retailer. Hmm. And you can go there. They have some fucking delicious shit. I've been gifted a Harry and David gift basket a couple of times in my life. I'm pretty sure I've sent you one at some point in your life because it's fucking fancy and delicious. And yes. But I thought it was cool because I was like, wait a second. Hmm. The person who was like, let's build this hotel and whatnot Mm -hmm. literally turned around built pear orchards, Mm -hmm. and then their sons started this famous Mm -hmm. franchise or this famous company. Also is the company that owns 1-800-Flowers as well. Yeah, so the hotel may not have been their their destination, but it put them in the right right way. The hotel has rockwood tiles composing the fireplace that is surrounded in the fireside room, which I thought was like really pretty and apparently rockwood a rookwood tiles are like super fucking fancy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means because tile looks like tile to me. I mean, I know sometimes when I walk into places, I'm like, ooh, but I'm hoping that's what it is. The Malone family currently owns it. They purchased it in the 1980s and like, no, not the post Malone family, Tara. I see your face. <laughs> the Malone family fully renovated the building in the 1980s and they were given they became on the historical register in 2021 so just recently it was also just fun fact if you play video games specifically the last of us part two there was a hotel in there that was basically the hotel in the video game was based off this hotel oh that's cool Mm -hmm. the reason this hotel is haunted because at first like i kept like looking up hauntings or tried to find something haunting Mm -hmm. and everything came back to one person yes so the reason this hotel landed in the haunted realm is because it is haunted by one miss alice b tokus 
Toklas was born in San Francisco in the 1870s. And her family actually lived in the First Hill District when she was little. And she supposedly loved it. She also studied at the University of Washington. And basically, during that portion of the time, the home she lived in was on the property that now the hotel sits on. Hmm. So, you know, like some ghosts, they go back to places that they like loved. Mm -hmm. This is because there is actually no proof that Alice ever stepped foot in this hotel. Hmm. Yeah. But apparently she loves to rum it. She, like I said, it was an American born, but she was a Parisian avant-garde in the early, early 20s. And her life partner was American writer Gertrude Stein. Aww. So like, you know, big ass famous name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it was in the 1890s that her family lived there and her family actually owned a dry goods company or like a store. And she studied there. But her father and family would end up moving back to San Francisco in 1897 when her mother died. Her mom was really young. She was like 41 Mm. years old. Mm. So a few years would go by, actually, like nine years would go by. And there was a devastating earthquake that happened in San Francisco in 1906. And this is when Alice decided she was going to fucking leave the States and move to Paris. On September 8th, of 1907 she moved to paris and this is where she met gertrude stein the love of her life and they were together for 39 years i love that me too she was friends with american writers such as ernest hemingway f scott fitzgerald paul bowles thornton wilder sherwood anderson these were all those people who were like hanging out in paris you know that kind of stuff She also was friends with avant-garde painters such as Picasso. So that's kind of a big thing. So she kind of knew people. Gertrude would actually write a book about her, kind of her memoirs, in 1933. And it was entitled The Autobiography of Alice Toklas. And it was actually her best-selling book. Nice. Which makes my heart very happy because it's like, it's like in one of those things where it's like in America, like, we're still having issues with gay rights and and people just accepting people the way they are. And it makes me happy that this like this book was so popular and it was written by a lesbian woman in honor of her lesbian lover. Mm-hmm. It makes my heart so happy. And when Gertrude died in 1946, because at first I read like the couple, like I read this one article and I was like, and the couple was together until like 1946. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like that long time shit, you know, like that moment. And then I realized it was because she had died. And I was like, oh, no, like I was like also brokenhearted because, you know, she had passed on. Yeah. But the fact that they had been together for 39 years was beautiful in my mind. I know. And. She basically gave everything in her estate to Alice, and that included some Picassos. Hmm. So, which <laughs> it was really funny when I was reading this. I was at work and I said this out loud to someone, and they were like, "They're like, yeah, but like they were friends with Picasso, so it would be like me drawing you something and handing it to you hmm. if I became a famous artist." I was like, "I guess that's <laughs> true." Now, some of you may remember at the beginning of this, I said that we were going to talk about pot brownies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
1954, Alice published the book called The Alice B. Tuckless's Cookbook. And it has a hash brownie or hash fudge recipe. I actually don't know how this word is said, but it it calls for pot. (laughs) There was also, just before I go into the recipe, because I will be putting that that on the show, there was also a movie in 1968 about her called I Love You, Alice B. Tolkis. It was starring Peter Sellers. Mm Mm-hmm. And her cookbook was translated into a lot of fucking languages. So people out there be like, getting it. (laughs) She also published an autobiography in 1963, but it basically ended when Gertrude passed away. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, in her later years, she converted to the Catholic Church in 1957 And she died in poverty at the age of 89 and was buried in a cemetery in Paris. Hmm. Yeah. And her name is engraved on the back of Gertrude's headstone. Aww. I know. Makes my heart a little sad, but also beautifully happy at the same time. Okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about this, this fudge recipe, which is brownies. You take one teaspoon of black peppercorns, one whole nutmeg, four average sticks of cinnamon, one teaspoon of coriander. These should be all pulverized in a mortar. So now you could probably just, you know, buy it Mm -hmm. Mm pre-ground. About a handful of stoned dates, dried figs, shelled almonds, and peanuts. Chop these and mix together. A bunch of cannabis sativa can be pulverized. This along with the spices, should be dusted over the mix of fruit and nuts and kneaded together. One cup of sugar dissolved in a big pat of butter, rolled into a cake and cut (laughs) into pieces or made into balls about the size of a walnut. It should be eaten with care. Two pieces is quite sufficient. Hmm. So, you know, people out here who, you know, really about the whole, like, how many, like, milligrams that they get... (laughs) This ain't gonna help you. <laughs> so her ghost has said to be roaming the halls. She has apparently loves the room 408. Don't know why, but likes it. And she is seen to be wearing black and she makes the light flicker as she passes. Hmm. And she's just been seen wandering the fourth floor. I don't know what she's looking for. Maybe Gertrude. Yeah. Hmm. So... That is the story of that hotel. However, you know, occasionally, like when you start looking up actually functioning hotels, the trip advisor will come through for you. <laughs> yeah. So the question was posed. I heard this place is haunted. I'm kind of afraid. Can you be, can you honestly tell me if it's haunted and if they're friendly? Quote unquote. That was put by Angelica. Person named Dwight from Texas wrote, yes, I slept with a different ghost each visit. Oh. Dwight just came through. Ryan wrote, we didn't notice any unusual activity, so I hope it helps you feel better about about staying. (laughs) Paul from Tennessee wrote, we we didn't see or hear any ghosts during our stay. However, the manager could disappear every time there was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if you want to, you can stay at that hotel. It is still up and functioning. And if you do, let us know if you see Alice roaming the hall and maybe mm-hmm. someone should ask her from time to time if she's there looking for Gertrude because that might be nice. Yeah. You know, someone help a sister out. 
With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we will be back on Thursday with another episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.